right, the light is on and we are coming to you on our tape delay here in the shadows of Rogers Place in the capital region of Alberta, glorious city of Edmonton. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Good, joined to, as always to my right by... Adam, hello folks. And? And Neil. Uh, I don't know if the best way to do it is for me to introduce you guys and you say hi or you just say I your own know. names. I, I just went So we just it. went, I just went with, yeah. Hey, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Still um, early. Yeah, we're and we are off the bench for another week. Uh, full disclosure, host is a little under the weather this week. Um, but you know, I thought to myself, Neil comes here constantly in injured, pain. My elbow still. Look at that thing. <laughs> Whoa, that thing still. Can I touch it? Yeah. Ooh, that's that's Ooh. goopy. It's still a blow. <laughs> oh, that is a weird. That is permaswelbo at the this, moment. There's no, there's no visualization for this podcast, no. but I can I can attest to that. That is oh, a oh, perfect oh. way. Oh man, it's so floppy. Yeah. Describe it. God, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's permaswelbo right now. Oh, that's for sure. You know when like a you know you get like a, a balloon with helium in it when you're like a kid. You know when it starts like deflating, there's just like a little sack left, yeah, that's, <laughs> and it's just like a little sad little yeah. sack. That's kind of what his elbow looks or like. like some sack with like some with some bone chips, with some bone chips moving around. Yeah, a couple of bone chips. Oh man, flick it again, Jesus Christ! Oh man, Jesus Christ! All right, well that's a hockey injury. That's what they call that one. That's a that's a that's a good hole. Normally the swelling goes down. I'll full disclosure, but it has not. So I don't know. I think for once something has finally lodged and it will not come out. So that's what she said. That's all right. Uh, Great wholesome start to the podcast this week. Anyway, as I said, a little under the weather this week, so um, keep it short and precise. We're gonna, oh yeah, consistent. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna just be, like we do, right? Uh, as always, no tangents here. <laughs> no. Uh, so, uh, because of the overwhelming support we got last week <laughs> and all the email responses we got, or lack thereof, I'm gonna assume that everyone just loved the the lead off with a little baseball and, and tennis. So we're we'll do the same goddamn thing this week. So yeah. we're gonna swap. We're gonna swap it. Scratch it. Reverse it. There. Um, Flip a thing down. Missy Elliott. Really? Okay. Okay. Is she making a comeback yet? Or what? Uh, no. <laughs> She's like forty something. Oh, exactly. It's actually no a Willy comment. Wonka reference. Oh. Scratch that. Reverse it. He says that. Willy Wonka says yeah, that. Yeah. He says that. Did Gene you? Wilder's. Oh, in the actual thing down. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. you saying that. In the actual Willy Wonka. Well, yes. I don't know what that. No. I don't know what that atrocity was <laughs> no. that came out. Yeah. Didn't he die recently, John, uh, Gene Wilder? Gene Wilder did. Wilder. No, not Johnny no, Depp. Not Johnny Depp. <laughs> Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder did recently well, die. Well, uh, this one's for you, Gene. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Absolutely. Sure. He, this he, week? Sure, it's why for not? Gene. So, uh, We're talking anyway. about legacies today, it's a little bit, okay? Excellent segue, Neil. So let's start it off. Let's talk about the legend. Yes. The living legend. The GOAT. Roger Federer. Roger Federer. Who? One this past weekend, won Wimbledon his ninth Wimbledon? Eighth. Eighth Wimbledon. To set the all time record for nineteenth. Total. Total. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Neil. Talk talk about talk about your bay. So <laughs> where so, do you want to start? Well, I want to say that like Hold at, on. At oh, I'm sorry. Before we get into that, he beat Chilich in the final. Chilich in the final. Never yeah. dropped a set in the entire tournament. No, so Nadal didn't drop one in the French, and then Federer didn't drop mm. one in Wimbledon, so we're living in 2007, not 2017. <laughs> I don't really understand how this is happening a decade later. I remember in high school, these two guys were dominant when I was in high school. And all of a sudden, 10 years later, Roger's 35. He's got two majors this it's year. It's not 2007 because the Oilers made the playoffs. That's right. Time, so. There you go. That's, That's what I mean. You know. That's how long ago they were dominating. <laughs> the last God. time that they had the three Grand Slams <laughs> held together at this exact moment was 2008. So that's how long ago it's been. So. Yeah. So anyway, like Joel Vigil and Murray have none, which is crazy. But anyway... 
35, incredible. So eight, so he broke the tie with our favorite guy, Mr. Oh. William Renshaw. William is Renshaw. That, is that four weeks in a Three row? Weeks in a row. <laughs> Three weeks in a row. I said we never hear him again, but William Renshaw back. <laughs> he got seven, but you know, we will say that back then they the champion used to get a bye into the final. So he only had to play. He only had to really actually play six matches to win. And you know, I think we should quickly Just mention say. his twin brother, <laughs> Ernest Renshaw, who I learned about this past week because I've been, you know, hard on William Renshaw. in your game, yeah, I've been, yeah. yeah so he, twin brother, <laughs> yeah, Ernest Renshaw. They yeah. won uh, doubles at Wimbledon, and Ernest also won. Uh, there singles. you go. So then, so a great tennis family. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I, I think there's something here for a future merch, something around William Renshaw right. bye to the final. Mm. I don't Probably, yeah. There's, there's, there's something. There's Ernest's biggest fan. Like you know, you, know, you should. I mean, you should see. Like he, he looked good on a shirt. He's, got, like, he's an old timey guy. Like I think he has a mustache going on. Like you know, some like sepia tone thing. I think, I think that's worked. a good line too. Look like, good on a shirt. Good I don't know. There's yeah. something there. So right. so and then and then he broke the tie with Pete Sampras as well, who had seven. Renshaw, of course. Renshaw and Sampras had seven. So Federer broke the tie with both those guys. So he now stands alone. At Wimbledon, and people have always generally considered Federer the greatest grass court player, anyway. So I think this kind of just like helps him sort of solidify that. He just has... grass. Sorry, just grass. Just on not, grass. Not well, not best of all no time. best of all time as well, but grass like hands down because he's got basically now every record on grass, so including the most majors. Because grass is obviously a very limited window in tennis. It's okay. even though it's the most traditional surface, obviously way higher maintenance now. So that's why there's more hard courts played now and all that kind of stuff. But grass used to be what they all they only played on, right. and it kind of you know got mixed and matched. So anyway, so I thought we'd throw in a couple stats now that he's basically got 19 majors, which is crazy, and he's got eight women, so he's got records, and I figured we'd just talk about a couple that I think will never go down, or that are going to be extremely hard to beat. Okay. So, first one. Hit, hit, hit us. Hit us with the... He, with at the one point in his career, he won 24 straight finals. Oh. Second place was 15. So nine more titles wow. in a row. So that's second place. So that's when, one step. How, how long of a like duration? Three-year period. Wow. So from October of 2003 to September of 2005. So going so, yeah. into his third year, yeah, it was like two. It was two full years. He never wow. lost. He never lost a final. Wow. That's crazy. That he made. Yeah. That is so that's crazy. crazy. Lights out. He's made the most consecutive Grand Slam finals in history. Ten. Second place, him with eight. <laughs> broke his own record. <laughs> broke, wow. So he broke his own record. So he has number one and two for consecutive grand slams. The most after that, I believe, is somewhere around five. Wow. So he's got eight and ten. That'll never get touched. Ten will never get broken. That's two and a half straight maybe, years making grand slam finals. Maybe even eight won't get broken. He'll have yes, the top two. But like two, two and a half straight years of making grand slam finals, which is almost unheard of. And the only reason he didn't win a calendar in that year was because... Nadal existed. So, oh. anyway, uh, the record for most consecutive semifinals at Grand Slams 23. <laughs> 23 wow. consecutive semifinals in a Grand Slam. So, from 20, for 23 straight majors, he went semifinal or better, which is wow. literally incredible. Quarterfinals 36. So, like, it's just he always made the back end of tournaments. That's what right. people always talk about. Like, why is this, why he is so good? Consistency, as you can see, he's always there. Gave himself a chance. Health. Was obviously a big thing too. So uh, his match record, <clears throat> his overall match record. This isn't really a record per se, like that will be broken. But I just love the number. He's he's won one thousand one hundred and eleven matches, oh. and he's only lost two hundred and forty-seven. Jesus Christ! So he's almost nine hundred more matches won than lost. Pretty good batting average. 80, 82 percent career winning percentage. <laughs> 
Yeah. Which is, like, absurd when you actually think about it. So then, like, his number one, his record at number one, 302 weeks at number one. And that's a record. That's a record for total. 237 consecutive weeks at number one. It equals out to almost six years. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, it's like... It's, Is anyone even remotely well, Not for the, the consecutive, yes. Pete Sampras actually oh, got very wow. close. He, that's who he beat. Okay. And then for total, he also beat Pete Sampras. Hmm. So. The only one he doesn't have of number one ranked is Sampras finished the season ranked number one more times than Federer. Because oh. once Federer's streak got broken, he's only been able to grab it back once. Oh. Whereas like Sampras always like ended the year number one. And then he would and, jostle. Yeah, and then he'd jostle, but he'd okay. always finish one number one. And then Federer, where he, Federer just went... Basically number one the whole time, and then once he lost it, he only regained it once. That's why he has the total, but then Sabres has done it more years, so I think Federer's back by one, I think. It's like, Sabres finished seven years at number one, Federer's at six. So is Federer like, back to number one now? Or is just no, but he has a shot. That's where I was going to segue. Oh. He has a shot to tie Sampras, because oh, okay. it basically comes down to him and Nadal right now for the number one oh. seed to finish the year. Because Federer's lost one tournament so far. Who's number one going to the U.S. Open? It will be Murray still, I believe. I oh. think they can still jostle. But right now it's still Murray, technically, oh, okay. but the, the point margin is like nothing. And because Federer, the way the ranking system works is a little weird, but because Federer missed all the back half of last year, he's gaining all the points that he technically lost last year. Okay. So that's why his ranking has mm. skyrocketed from 17 to 3, because he dropped all those points, gained them all back, and now all that he gains from here on out is all bonus. Right. And where the other guys have to defend points from what they did in oh. the second half. So that's why they're saying like Murray and those guys are going to drop. That's how that works. You have to defend. You your have to points. defend your that's points weird, that you made before. Huh. So that's what makes Federer's streak incredible. That's why that period of dominance, he never lost the number one so, ranking so, that whole time. So theoretically, it worked like this. Uh, what tennis one thousand is what's underneath majors. That's what. That's the called? APT. APT a, or ATP one Masters one thousand. Okay, yeah. so let's say you finish fourth one year. Yeah. You have to finish fourth or better the next year to defend those points. Yeah, so like basically Murray lost points, had a deficit this year because he won Wimbledon last year and lost in the whatever quarterfinals uh, this year. Okay. So that point differential gets taken off of his ranking points. So Federer now gains everything that he... But he's hmm. always done his game because he still did better than what he already did last year right. before he got hurt. So, And now everything from here on out is all bonus. So if he plays the US Open, they said if he wins, like he's already the number one ranked player. Even though oh, he's yeah. only won... Like, he's only played, like, whatever amount of tournaments. And he missed the whole clay court season. He still could finish number one. So, <laughs> But anyway, so, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. But then his two longest winning streaks that I love on certain surfaces, because that's what I like about tennis a little bit. You can play different surfaces. There's three, technically three different surfaces, hard court, grass, and clay. Some would argue there's, like, carpet, but that's more, like, really just indoor hard court sort of idea. So he's got two of the longest streaks on those. The third one. I mean, we could probably all guess who's got the longest on Clay. Nadal. Yeah. yeah, but who ended that streak? Roger Federer. Ah. 81 matches Nadal won on Clay in a row. Wow. And it was ended by Federer. <clears throat> but on, on uh, hard courts, Fed, which is the most common, so that one would be a harder streak, I think, yeah. actually, than anything because you play the most on that right. surface. He went an entire year without losing on hard court in, wow. in a calendar season. 56 matches in a row on hard courts. He went from the Australian Open when he lost till past the Australian Open of the next year. Had never <laughs> lost a match on hard courts. Grass, 65 matches on grass. From 2003 to 2008, he didn't lose a match on wow. grass. Yeah. So he's got two of the surfaces, two of the three surfaces with the longest streaks, and he ended the clay streak that Nadal had as well. So, so, so that, that those records are never yeah, get touched. No, so I mean, things. you gotta say, more than likely, he's 
going to go down almost forever is probably the most dominant male tennis player ever. Yes, because it'll like, be hard to touch that. And like that's some of these records are obviously when he was in his period of just complete dis- dismantling of people. But I just thought it was good to look back because like right now he's he's lost once all year, which I can't get over. <laughs> he's thirty five years old and he's won two Grand Slams. So it just kind of reminded me where it's like he's the favorite now. All of a sudden, every tournament he goes in, and it kind of reminded me of this time. So I thought I'd look back on some of his records. My question about there. my question about what you said, most dominant male p- player of all time. Mm-hmm. Can you be considered that when you didn't dominate a surface? Yeah, See, like can you like Nadal? Nadal owns them because so of my their head. Yeah. I think here's the big question that comes into when you talk about Federer's legacy as the greatest ever, if mm-hmm. he is or not, is that. For the most part, Nadal dominated him in, in a very specific surface. Surface yeah. in a very specific instance. Yeah, because when you break down their head to head, it's actually very, very close on the other surfaces, but clay, it's super skewed. So does that? So can Federer? My question is, can Federer be considered the best if one guy seemed to have his number? Can one guy own you and you still be the best? Well, one guy on one surface. But Neil said that they're, they're close, it's still very close. close otherwise, but it's the clay that really separates. Yes, because they've played the most times on clay by a mile. Oh, okay. Because did Nadal, when Nadal like won his other tournaments, did he beat Federer in these finals? In a lot of these clay, so like no, 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 no. In other than the clay, like Wimbledon, well, uh, the U.S. Clay. Open. They've never played a U.S. Open, which is the only one they haven't oh, okay. played. The only Grand Slam they haven't played. So I'm hoping for it this ah, year because okay. it's you know apparently that's just what's happening. Could be last chance. So yeah, that's what I'm really hoping for. Um, but I, the Australian Open, they're one and one, or Nadal has a winning record, but in finals, they're one and one because okay. of the, this year, Federer beat him. Uh, the French Open is like ridiculously skewed. It's like one, he never beat him in a final, but he lost four times. Federer beat a f- four grand French Open finals, lost all of them to Nadal. Hmm. And then two and one in Wimbledon's Federer's up. But oh, that's, so. that was the big loss though, is but that so one they- loss at Wimbledon because that was when Federer was completely demolishing people. And that one would have given Federer seven but Wimbledon's overall, in, a row in their one. head-to-head finals, Nadal has the better record. Yes, it's oh. very close again, but it's yeah. uh, in finals. Yes, I think it's like pretty tight. But that's always the age-old question: Can yeah. you be the most dominant yeah, when one tough. guy has your number when you that's get tough. owned by one guy? And ironically, at 35, Federer is turning the tables for the first time in his career. He's beaten Nadal four straight times. There you go. He's beat him so, all three times they played. So this maybe year. he writes narrative now because yes. again, all three times this year that they've played, Federer's beat him. We talked about this before with. Like with the Tiger Woods thing weeks ago about you know the, where the story ends. Yeah, really, the Federer story is not over yet. The Federer no. Nadal story really isn't, isn't over, over yet, and we keep thinking it is. It is. So yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe there is a chance well, that there's you know can't be too much left to write. No, in this story. no, but it's not done, and I it's think a lot of people thought true. it was. And then when they saw them play each other in the Grand Slam this year. People were like, shit, like, they they look good. But there can't be too much left, right? I mean, you, you gotta think, like... <laughs> no, it's definitely on the back half, yeah, but I guess I'm surprised be. that, like, Federer really has turned the tables, and, like, every time he plays, he just, he's killed him this year. Yeah. Other than that, you know, close match at Australia, but the next two times they played, Federer beat him in straight sets. Didn't have any problems with him on hard court, so... Uh, but here, let me check quickly what their... It's 23-14, but it, at one point it's 23-10. 2014, that's total, in finals? That's total. Total overall. matches. Oh, total matches. Total matches. Nadal has that. Yeah. So here we go. 19 have been on hard court, 15 on clay, and only three have been on grass. All three of them have been. Okay. Those are the 37 matches. Federer has a slight edge on hard court. It's 10 to 9, grass 2 to 1, then 13 to 2 on clay from Nadal. Ooh, that's, wow. where the, that's where the number gets skewed, oh, right? Man. Because Nadal was just so dominant on that service. That Federer was the second best clay quarter in the world, but he couldn't beat him. Still, just couldn't. Didn't, that's couldn't that's get also over. a fair point too, I guess. Right? Yeah, he made he made four or five French Open finals. I can't quite remember what it is. Like crazy, but he only mm. won one. 
Because I mean, like, if he's if he's, he's down the, every single if he's one, he's the best on two out of three services. Second best on the third one. That's yeah, yeah. That's, that's I guess pretty I'm, tr- good. I'm trying to think of like a compare, like another sport comparative, where like I don't know, you compare is Aaron Rodgers a better quarterback because he can scramble rather than being yeah. a pocket See, passer? Like I don't so know, I'm trying to, to find something. Yeah, no, yeah. it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you could look at maybe if you're looking at quarterbacks, a guy who spent you know their whole career indoors versus playing in the elements. Well, whatever. Sure, Brett Favre yeah. yeah, in Green yeah. Bay, yeah. eating that mm-hmm. winter for lunch. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where his Wranglers. Where yeah. it is, of course. See, he, if he could have worn him on the field, they would have let him. He won. So nine nine Grand Slam finals they've played and 11 Master Series, which is the 1,000 right. events. So those are both records. I mean, nine Grand Slam finals against each other is pretty insane. That's pretty crazy. So yeah. he's, they're, they're rivals. For they're sure. definitely oh, yeah. rivals. And they're, Nadal, they're, I, can, I, I get the argument sometimes that like you can say... I that. think the point, the point, too, is Djokovic is nowhere in this conversation. And no, and Djokovic is like, yeah... But there you go. Because so there was a time where people wanted to put him in the conversation. Yes. Well, that's, yeah. That time is So good. overall, here we go. So overall, Grand Slams, though, Nadal is 9-3 and three against Federer. Wow. Because they, they have played a couple times before the Grand Slams. Okay. Or before the final, sorry. Hmm. So a couple. Clay in a semifinal when Federer was dominating people. He lost. So, But oh, again, Grand Slams, they've played more at Roland Garros than any other place. Right. They've only played three at Wimbledon and then, like, I believe five at... Uh, and they've never faced off in the U.S. Open. Never in the U.S. Open. And, and they always usually, say, and Federer would be the favorite. Because, because usually one of them goes out too early. Nadal. Nadal goes out too early. Yes. Because it's the end of the season, he's beat up. Uh, fast, fast hardcore, doesn't really suit his game. But he's won it twice, in fairness. But generally, when the matchup is about to happen, it's Nadal that drops out first. Yeah. Okay. Federer always still makes semifinals, finals, because that's what he does. So. And he's got to be the favorite going into the year, I guess. Yes, that's what they said. Like, he is the favorite to go to the U.S. Open and the year ends, because they're both really fast, indoor, hardcore. What's the year ends? It's like the top eight play a round robin tournament, basically. Oh. Federer's won that the most amount of times. Probably the highest payout, too, I would assume. No, I still think it is like Wimbledon or mm. something. I think Wimbledon actually History, is you know. Yeah, well, it is. Hey, that shit's been the around Renshaw since like 1870. <laughs> it's been around since 1870. <laughs> and, like, and what I think I love about the whole thing is that like at Wimbledon, too, none of the courts are named after anybody. They're just one, two, well, I'm center court. I'm, no, but just center court. It's and just center court. Put a petition because it literally Renshaw is. Bros, it so. literally is the center of the grounds. Hey, there's center a, court. I saw a thing on Twitter the other day. If you raise twelve million dollars, you can name Dodger Stadium next year. So. There you Seriously? go. Yeah, William Renshaw. They're selling memorial for next year. Yeah. William Renshaw Memorial Stadium. There's no anything. Just center ground, center court. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Old when tradition. We, we, all uh, white. <laughs> yeah, we, the underwear thing is weird. Yeah, they won't let them wear colored anything. Yeah. All white attire. Oh, Did you hear about Eugenie that? Eugenie gets around that by wearing her shirt up to her fucking. <laughs> they're they're fine with that, but yeah. Oh my god! But did you see that? Like they made no. guys change uh, their underwear because if you sweat, right, and you're wearing white, it and it can through. show. They could see they're wearing like black underwear, so they made them change change into white. So then, if you change the weight, you see sacks. Hey. No, no, well, no, but two layers, you're probably fine. <laughs> you double layer it underneath. I, it's I a real know. thick white. So, you know, we're not yeah. used to that white. Right. Yeah. We're not used to that type of white around cotton. these parts. Heavy you know? cotton, man. That's uh, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. When uh, the day we end up getting our own podcasting studio, can sure. we name it the William Renshaw Studio? Of course, of course we should. <laughs> I, I don't know if I fully agree with that. <laughs> what? Fully endorse it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll name it the Ernest Renshaw. Uh, any other thing <laughs> you want to touch fun. on for your, no. your boy? No, I mean, I just like, I love some of his stats because they're crazy. Absolutely. Just some. But it shows you Nadal, though, like, is without Nadal, Federer would, honest to God, not lose. But that's... He held him in check. Isn't it interesting, though? You look at a lot of sports. He held him in check, You look though. at a lot of sports, so where that often seems to be the way, where you say... 
this guy would have done, you know, would have ran roughshod, yeah. but there was always another guy. And that's yeah. better. That's it way is, better. It makes it better. Way better. Because Federer, honest to God, has been in 29 Grand Slam finals, which you think is like, it's also an all-time record, which I don't know I'll ever get touched. Like, that's insane. Mm, that's 29 Grand Slam finals. That's a lot. But, uh, yeah, he's lost 10 of them, and I believe six of them are to Rafael Nadal. Because the thing I'll say is that the one thing about Tiger Woods again to go back to that is I think a lot of the reason why you either were a Tiger fan or you weren't is because it was that fatigue almost where like yes. he was just so dominant no one could compete yeah, with him you couldn't yeah. be another fan you couldn't be a fan of anyone and else and so I yeah exactly so you either like oh man this it, it's sort of like you can almost think of it the same way with LeBron yeah because LeBron's frustrating and we've talked about this before you know over a couple of pops that Le- <laughs> LeBron in a, in a way is kind of you could say is like He's definitely changed the way NBA teams are constructed, and maybe for the worse, in in the sense that like having a good team now isn't good enough. No. You have to have you have to be a LeBron buster. Yeah, like you you can't have you know I was frustrated last year. I talked about this with you guys about the Raptors, and by all accounts, the Raptors should be kind of exciting to watch. Yeah, they should they be got, a good team. You know, Drozen needs to be able to shoot. I've said that yeah. a thousand times from. Not the mid range, <laughs> but you know, there's there's other, not even just around. There's other teams out there like yeah, the the Bucks should be the fun Clippers. To watch. The cl- mm, fuck the but Clippers. like, but like when in that period of yeah. time, though, right? They should be competitive. They should have a chance every year, and they really even didn't. The, even the Timberwolves this year, like, yeah. it'll be fun for the first twenty games, and then people are going to remember. Well, you have no chance of beating LeBron or Golden State yeah. anyway. So, and, the, and the reason Golden State exists is to beat LeBron. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to go back to the point we were making. You do need rivals. You do yeah. need somebody who can be your equal. And a big thing they talk about, even with MJ, Michael Jordan's legacy, is he never had that. Anytime someone would step up and get close to him, he'd just crush him. Yeah. And then that Once he it. finally got over the hump, it took him... Once he figured it out. 91? Yeah, yeah, because it took him a long time. He was in the league for seven years before mm-hmm. he won his first title, so... See, I think even Gretzky. Gretzky well, was in the league for six years. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was, even at that time, Trotche was still ahead of he, him. And well, I mean, not... Not uh, not better than Not him. in a point-scoring no, no, way, no. but there were better teams. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was just going to say, in the it doesn't really work in hockey. Because the best no, player no. on your team, you know, the best defenseman on your team might play a half-hour mm-hmm. game. Sure. And even then, right? So in hockey, at least, there's that where even when you're the best, even Gretzky, he didn't just go win the cup every year. Sure, he won five and... Sorry, but even four we, and five. But even but, when we talk about Gretzky, we talk about Lemieux. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a couple years later, but yeah. Like but you know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we, we talk... Well, somebody that maybe they, they can... Come close to 200, they can take it down. 199. That record I, is never going to... No, no. But, you know, games, too. He missed four yeah, games. Like, yeah. oh, if Joe God. Mullen would have just got one more friggin' goal in there. But, <laughs> oh, you're talking about the 199. Yeah, 199. That's the most frustrating thing that is. That's horribly... 78 games, 199. No, I don't want him to get 200. It's way better that one guy only ever has done it because no one will ever do it again. And, of course, it's best that it's Gretzky. And then he did it in Edmonton more than once. So, yeah, that's the best. It's interesting, though, but, like, like with Tiger, like, Phil wanted to be the rival for a bit, and then he kind of was for a little bit, but not really. So I think, like, Federer... Definitely had one in the down. Like, but people make the argument. It makes has sense. one in the down. He has one. He has one. Still have a so, There we go. Like talking yeah. in the past tense. Yeah. They got all three Grand Slams this year, so whatever. But uh, I mean, even if you think now in hindsight, it wasn't as close a rivalry as a lot of people thought at the time. But even you know, you had Brady and Manning going mm-hmm. at it, and obviously Matt Brady's kind of passed him in passed some him respects. A lot of ways. But at, even at the time, there was that talk about you know who is the better, more dominant. I mean. 
there was a time when Manning was the best quarterback of all time. Yes. Yeah, there was there was yes, a moment there was a time, time. Oh, yeah. when he was the best. Yeah, he's the only man to win four MVPs. We can yeah. talk about. No, so. he absolutely and even his was. even his passing record, his touchdown yeah. record, like he he what he had. Yeah, he was. That he had person. the better like individual stats and the better like yep. and quarterback play. Yeah, Brady is without a doubt. Yeah, there's a lot of Brady's the best. Well, there's a lot of old guard type guys who are going to argue with you on that one. Who want to talk about like Joe Bart Montana Star or some garbage? No, it's but Joe Montana. The winning per- the winning percentage is what I talk about with Joe. Joe, great. I know. Give I know. me more. It's. I know. What I will say about the Brady thing, because don't get me wrong, I do think he is the best. It'd be interesting to know what the story would be without Belichick there the entire time. Though. Yes, there's be, no it way, would be interesting. There's to know. no way. To, I see. I've seen both sides. Of that I've seen a lot of um, you know what analysts. Belichick's legacy be? Well, yeah, exactly. I've seen a lot of analysts turn it the other way, where they say Brady, you know, he would have succeeded anywhere. He's just that good. Mm. And then there's the other ones who say no, he wouldn't have. Because no know, one would have given nobody would exactly. Did, yeah. Nobody wouldn't would have seen what Belichick saw and That's given true. him the shot. And then yeah, the same mm. thing. Belichick without him, what would that have been? Pretty sure Drew Bledsoe's injury gave yes, yeah. Brady the shot. Yeah, but you know, so hey, even back then the NFL was ruthless. He still now. somehow made that throw. team. You get hurt, like, see ya. Your yeah, job well, is that's... the least guaranteed well, in yep. any sport. What have you done for me lately? Honestly. Yeah. Oh, well, they're talking about renegotiating. Though. Yeah. This, oh, yes. The, I, the PA, I don't know how they would... Yeah. The problem is when your league makes so much money, you have no leverage. Yes, yeah. because they were like, we will literally. They did it with the referees, even though yeah. eventually that blew up in their face. But they're they're they'll be willing to try it. There's they'll be willing to be like, yeah, we'll put scrubs on the actual. We'll, we'll, we'll draft field. the entire CFL to yes. come play. Oh yeah, honestly, Shane Falco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they there it care. is. Well, I remember a few, a few quicksand. Years ago. Oh, that's, what a speech! That's a great. Speech. What a speech! That is a good speech. What's your oh. greatest fear? Adam? Quicksand. Quicksand. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh man! Yeah, I'm not, give me I, I wish I knew the whole thing. Yeah. I don't, but yeah, give me chills. But you know, like a few years ago, um, Peyton Manning. I think I think he might have been the first guy to get 20 mil in a season. Mm. I think maybe. And I remember, I can't remember which analysts were talking about it, but it was somebody was still saying it doesn't matter that he makes 20 mil a year because he is still so much smaller than the league. Even though he's the most recognizable face or one of, and he's got the highest salary. It's a multi-billion-dollar league. So what you're saying is completely true. Yeah. No matter who you are in oh, the league, try it doesn't matter. Yeah, but they'll try it, matter. and like eventually the fans will turn. But they'll they'll be arrogant enough to absolutely try. Oh it. yeah, why not? They will. They'll they'll put in literal scrubs. But I mean, they'll do it just because fans, they are that arrogant. Fans may or may not turn. Well, they will eventually. You, they turn on the refs because they were like, "Hey, you're literally blowing games because you have people unqualified for this position." But the difference is when the ref blows a game, it's a guy who is not playing blowing the game. When no, the the guy wearing the laundry you cheer for blows the game, that's your team blowing the game. It's yeah. a little bit but different. It's, in terms of the quality of the game, though, will oh, yeah, just be, like the refing were affecting what was happening. And the outcome. But yeah, it would be. It would. They would work out itself, but they're arrogant enough to do it. Do not mistake. It that. would be bad for the CFL. The Goodell. time you think about it. Goodell. Goodell is no, like the owners who Goodell represents are arrogant enough. Resident. What? Like, but seriously, what would happen to the CFL? Because they <laughs> take all of them. What would be left? Well, you would hope the CFL players would boycott as well. Oh boy, no. I doubt. No, it. I know, but like yeah, that, you gotta hope that it's solidarity, baby. But think about it, Mama. I got to put on a Green Bay jersey. <laughs> like, there's no. No, I know. Just the jersey, the huge spike in. I know. Bay. Hey, I know, but you man. hope there would be solidarity because it would finally be. I'm not saying there would Fuck be. Fuck that, man. I, I want Ricky. So. I want to see Ricky Ray <laughs> behind center. I don't think- <laughs> No, see, I don't know if a guy like Ricky Ray would do it. It'd be the guys who, like, the you know, the, it's a working man's league. So the guy who has to work in the offseason, he's like, well, if I play half a year in the NFL, yeah. now maybe I, I know, don't. but then, like, you're going to be exiled from the rest of the, I don't know. Yeah. You never know. 
There would definitely be some. It's a crazy. Wrong, that's a crazy like apocalypse scenario <laughs> here. I don't yeah. know if we're ever yeah. gonna get we're there. Chat. See, we 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 talk about the CFL guys. Yeah, yeah. It just happened. Eskimos. Drew. We talk about the CFL. Eskimos three zero. Eskimos three zero, baby. I've been to four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars for this year. So I'm the biggest CFL fan. Did you both the home games? Adam. So you're still sitting here with us. So you didn't win the fifty-fifty. No, I didn't win the fifty-fifty. Oh no, sorry. Did we not mention that part when we say in the shadows of Rogers Place? We. Purchase Rogers Place, yeah. Adam, with four hundred thirty-five grand, yeah. with four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, it's a holding fee. The rest is it's coming later. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> We're literally yeah, in case, the chat. Yeah, sure. Okay, so not? yeah, you seem all right. Nice. Talking about the the, I was thinking about this. The cost of teams or yes. players or whatever. Yes. It's interesting. So the Carolina Hurricanes reportedly were sold for. Five hundred million dollars blew my mind. <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> and on the inverse, you look at the Houston Rockets, who are for sale now. Apparently, going to be sold for close to two billion. Two billion. Wow. So, what does that go to show you where the like? No, no, Where's no. the money? <laughs> yeah, but I was listen. I thought the Canes would be worth way less than that. Oh yeah. How are they worth five hundred million dollars with all the ten fans that show up? Who and the all merchandise the that they don't? What are you sell? talking about the knowledgeable fans of North Carolina? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, I swore again. <laughs> yeah, the knowledgeable hockey fans. All the knowledgeable hockey fans in Raleigh. All those. Okay, all you folks above in Raleigh. or below Nashville. Above or below Nashville. Below. <laughs> Easily below. One of these days, we're we're doing the knowledgeable fan index. <laughs> we're gonna build the index so we know. It's gonna be hard to do, but Raleigh where, is where low. Your first shirt's gonna have Nashville in the middle, Carolina at the bottom, Carolina? just blank space. For yeah, it is just yeah. right on. <laughs> oh, it's like one of those graffiti yeah, shirts. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Um, so. Not to spoil it, because we're gonna we'll have to spend an episode sure. on it. Sure, where, where a whole the, episode on that. Well, don't do it to the people. Could, could take a whole episode. <laughs> I guess we could. Okay. Um, where did where did the where Vegas faithful slide in? Ooh, <laughs> where, where did, so before they even play a game, I'll tell you what. Interesting thing I would say about Vegas is you're gonna get a lot of snowbirds there. A lot of Canadians go down. That answers my question. So you're gonna. No, so I'm, I'm building it up a little oh. bit. So you're gonna have. Um, you know, you're going to have some Canadians. And already, actually, Vegas, for their ticket sales for the upcoming year, are in the top seven or eight already before they've even played a I game. I bet Nashville's up for there, ticket too. Sales. They so may be. I don't actually know. Vegas, sorry. They said the teams ahead of them, Toronto, Chicago, us, Montreal. Philly. Uh, no, Philly was just behind them. Penguins are behind them, surprisingly. Mm. So they were top seven or top eight. Um so Nashville wasn't ahead of them. But anyway, so that's pretty surprising. But I think it's because first season, yeah, whatever. And a lot of people from So, so where Canadian do I cities. Where do I rank them? I'd put them a little bit ahead of Nashville. What? Get the a little bit ahead of Nashville. Oh, 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 get the Canadians. Oh, oh, a lot yeah. of people who live there from Canada. I'm already sweating. You don't need to put that scorching hot take all over <laughs> me. I think that's actually like a Come very on. chilly take. Woo. I don't think that's hot at Sam, all. Sam, I you can feel the heat coming why from What? What? From well, the Nevada desert. Yeah, no, but exactly. like, if Canadians are going to the game, the people who grew up playing it, wouldn't you, like, if those are the fans of that team, you think they... I maintain that I, just because Canadians follow hockey doesn't make them knowledgeable. Exactly. Okay, so knowing about the game doesn't mean you know about the game. No, like, no, 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 no. I don't it's... know. I just, I just think people in Nashville, they've got a lot of things ahead of hockey. Like... NFL football and college football and baseball and like, you know, catfish noodling and like whatever else, man. Catfish noodling. Is that when you put your arm yes, in the water? Yes, in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> just wait for him to bite you. Yes. Pull it out, baby. <laughs> I think catfish noodling <laughs> yes. is probably I want a catfish noodle okay, so bad. Okay, so we'll go to Nashville. We'll go <laughs> live for Nashville. Are you kidding me? How amazing that'd be? No, I would do. I'm not just saying I would do that. Just stick your hand in a dark hole. Just wait. wait. 
Stick your hand in a dark hole. Oh, yeah, wait. That sounds like... Okay. That does not sound like, like anything that nobody should do. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know if that's... Is Chris Hansen involved? Oh, buddy. You why don't you know, take like... a seat? Yeah. Why don't you take a seat? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's an incredible... We'll do a live... What we'll a sport. do a live noodling. What a sport. I'm going to call that a sport noodling. I think it's a sport. It's definitely... Sport, there's yeah. some skill involved. Like, oh, yeah. You have to know where you got to, you know... And you got to wrap a rope through its teeth. Well, it doesn't have teeth. You can wrap it through, like, its face. I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. They don't yeah, have hideous, teeth. The big sucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned baseball. Yeah. Oof. We're talk, going on to baseball talk, now. Talk a little baseball quickly because we got to talk summer. Talk movies, a little so. baseball. Well, I mean, I just want to say real quick. I said that Judge was going to come out of the All Star break and slow down. Not even close. Yeah, he's one for twenty one since the All Star break. Oh. <laughs> now listen. Guy. Now that is oh, he's got the home run syndrome. The home run derby. Home syndrome. run derby. No, I, listen. It's such a small sample size. It's <laughs> is that one series? Uh, no, he's played. No, he's play, He's on to his second series oh, now. Okay. But they had some long games, so he had like a game with six at bats, five at bats. Mm. So anyway, yeah, he's only one for twenty-one. He had a home run robbed at Fenway the other day. He hit it into almost the deepest part of the park, uh, four hundred eleven feet, and uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. jumped up and stole it from him over the wall, which is a was a great catch. Which is my favorite play in baseball when oh, the guy yeah. steals a home run. Yes, well, especially because it, it requires the most athleticism that I think you'll see in the game. And the thing about it too is like he went to the. So people the deepest Pilar. part of the park, yeah, because Pilar makes those makes plays. those makes those catches, yeah, exactly. yeah because it's a it's, good outfield catch is like actually, it's one of the better highlights. Yeah, because when you rob see. a dude, like you yeah. can rob a guy, yeah. Because well, that's a nice thing about baseball is it's always kind of like a one-on-one scenario: pitcher versus batter, batter versus outfielder, yeah. batter versus you know I'm third base. I'm a fan of uh, of a shortstop making that little scoop thing the, to home the little, plate, you know. Making a play no shortstop should ever be able to make. Oh, you're talking about Derek Jeter. God, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> the play, Adam. Forget it. The you play. Know what? I like a shortstop doing better. Nice, clean double play. Starting that clean double play. You, don't, you tell I me like you don't that. like Derek Jeter? No. I don't, I'm don't just kidding. really like Derek Are you Derek really Jeter. disrespecting number two? No. I'm not dis- I mean, I like that he I'm gave. I'm the captain. I like the that captain. he gave, uh, you know, Mr. November? Give How can you do women such that he a slept thing? with? I like that. That's yeah. a real classy touch, Derek. Here, have like a toothbrush and some muffins, whatever. Like real classy, Derek. You know you'd take that. Of course, I'm not saying I wouldn't take it. I'm just saying it's yeah. it's kind you'd of go crazy. There, but it's weird. Like man, think about. Imagine. I'm just here for the muffins. And I'm just here for the muffins. Yeah, but just imagine how weird that would be. Like you just, you know, he like ushers you out the door. His butler hands you a basket with like soap and stuff. Like that's weird. You think Derek Jeter is a butler? I'm damn sure he is a butler. <laughs> Really? Maybe he doesn't call him a butler, but I think he's got to have something. <laughs> I feel like butlers aren't really a thing anymore. For sure they're things. Like, old, rich people. I think, but, like, if you have a big old house, you're always out playing ball. You need somebody to tend to the house, make your meals, maybe? I don't know. Well, yeah, they have chefs. Okay, so maybe a chef does a little bit... Okay, maybe he has it combined. He's got a housekeeping chef. <laughs> maybe he's just got that's one. Lot, I hope that guy gets paid a lot of, a lot of money. Or a woman. That's yeah, a whoever lot, it is. Yeah. That's, a lot, of, that's yeah. a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I think. Listen, I don't know how much work it is. I assume it mm-hmm. is a lot. I just feel like the classic idea of a butler... That's not a thing anymore. I wouldn't no, want no. a butler. No, not like a... I don't want Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> no, exactly. Not like some old white guy. <laughs> and like dispensing advice. No, no, no. Not that. But like a guy who just cooks meals and like even DJ Khaled is a friggin' chef. Yeah, that guy's chefs. an idiot. No. <laughs> like, I, I think they have personal chefs for sure, but I don't think they have butlers. And I don't think if he has a personal chef, the personal chef is ushering women out the door with baskets full of. <laughs> but his butler would be. <laughs> his butler would. His butler See, would. you know what? Maybe I'd have a butler to do that specifically that role. Just that role. 
like a door usher, like a, a de- like a like a like a bellhop, not yeah. a bellhop, like a yeah, doorman, yeah, yeah, doorman, like a doorman. doorman. Okay, so the doorman can give her the basket, <laughs> and he mans the door. <laughs> also, I don't know if he's giving the baskets on their way out. I think he has them sent Set to them, them later. Yes, that's better, but still. <laughs> I don't think I, he's I, like I think here. <laughs> throws it at them. I think it's okay. Your, I think it's your your hope that he, they get it on the way out. Oh, so. <laughs> Yeah, your hope, you, so you how want to you know think in your head. How do you know you're going to get it? Because you know after a while, <laughs> they had heard about the basket. Right. <laughs> right? Like the, the ones on the tail end of his Yeah, of his they had heard about the basket. Gone. So, you know, when they don't Nick get Kelly one, told everybody. Yeah, like, aren't you going to be like, hey, where's my basket? Do you think that's what happened? Is it start off with one or two, then the word got well, around yeah, and he felt compelled to do it? To do it. Maybe. I mean, he shouldn't have done it in the first place. It's a strange but gesture. But maybe it was a joke. Maybe. <laughs> then, if it's a joke, then he's a funnier guy than I give yes, credit yeah. for being. No, what I mean is maybe the first time was like a joke. Yeah, that's what I'm he, saying. It's and then the girl's like, oh, Derek Jeter gave me a basket. And he's like, oh, and he's now like, I have. fuck, now I gotta. <laughs> I wonder, like, what the average value of the basket oh. was. Like, I'd hope at least a grand. Six, I was gonna say, like, 16 grand. 16 he grand? He puts, like, iPods and shit in there. <laughs> iPods? Oh, yeah. Wow, man. Oh, yeah, man, probably lots. Damn, I Oh, yeah. Liked, Dude, uh, when people go to these. Like free there's, events, they have things that are like a thousand dollars. Yeah, there's stories of these celebrities. They go, they have, get these grab bags from yeah. these like charity events, and they're like thousands of dollars. Shit. Yeah. Okay, I, I've definitely like Ellen undersold. gives random hobos. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, Oprah gives cars. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that Oprah doesn't, gives cars. That doesn't mean, yeah, but to that's her entire show. audience. Derek Jeter doesn't make a show out of that's his sexual like, escapades. Oh, I'm watching that. I'm watching that too. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine though, like Bachelor in the Bronx? What's now you got yourself an idea. I thought we were talking about baseball. <laughs> this is baseball. No, it yeah. is not. This is Derek Jeter. Right? Anyway, listen. I'll talk about baseball briefly. I'll say the Jays are like... Toast. You, well, you just... You got to look at the numbers, right? Imagine that they need... I'll be generous and say 87 wins will get them the second wild card, which it won't. But I'll say that maybe it will. They still need 44 more wins. Get right out of here. Like 70. Oh, get right out of here. They would need to go 44 out of 70. Get out of town. 44 and 26? No. But they want <laughs> D. Williams or D. Schneider. D. Gordon. Oh, D. Gordon. Yeah. They want, yeah, they want, want D. Schneider on my team. Quiet Ryan? Yeah, man. Yeah. As long as Rob Schneider's his brother. I'm oh, man. Yeah. One of the funniest things I ever saw on Twitter was someone was like, if D. Schneider doesn't walk into every room and said, who wants the D? He doesn't deserve to be D. Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's D. Gordon anyway that they're looking at and he won't help he won't get him 40 wins no oh no 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 he'd be nice i mean the thing is the blue jays right now uh at second base they need an upgrade i don't know if travis can ever stay healthy because the second base has been a bit of a black hole they've been just bad uh left field's been a bit of a black hole steve pierce has played pretty well lately which just means he's probably a trade chip or or, you know or would be a good trade chip i mean that he was last year so i don't see why they wouldn't so there's a couple of just gaping, you know, holes oh, in that lineup. What a word. Don't, yeah, it's not, no, 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 no. It's a okay. Let's move like, how gaping holes. Like, like hot dog down a hallway gaping. Or well, what? I mean, yeah, that's basically <laughs> when they're at the plate. When they're at the plate, I thought we were guys, talking about Derek Jeter no, no, no. and his escapades. Oh goddamn it! You, that's what it seems like they're trying to swing at. They got oh, the pitcher's yeah. got a whole hallway in front of them, and they're just actually, like, "There's that small. You can't feel the wall." Oh, oh right. no! Listen, right. okay. my you know, God. Let's let's talk a little summer film. Ah, oh, thank let's you. Let's talk a little summer. For summer, film. baseball. That baseball talk got a little. Got a little. We'll talk baseball next week. Because we'll have we a better idea. baseball every week. Yeah, yeah we can talk them every week. Well, yeah. <laughs> they already played 162 games. They may as well get a fucking spot on our podcast every week, too. You know? yeah, yeah, it's, it's, they don't get enough days. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we could give him an off day <laughs> now. Kidding. Actually, pretty much every yeah. day for the Jays. Okay, is an now off we, day. this is where the real. This is where. Okay, Neil, what do you want to talk about? Well, How, do you want to talk about what have you? What have you watched this year? Do you want to talk about? No, I want to talk about my favorite summer movie ever. Okay, your favorite summer movie ever? ever. Wow, ever that I would this consider is a summer movie. Precious. I'm gonna read a clip, or I'm gonna read a quote for you okay. guys and see if you guys can get it. Okay. You should. Oh, here we go. I'll be so I disappointed. I know he'll everyone get it. Everyone, listeners, play, at home, play along at play home. Play along at home. Okay. Okay, we're, we'll give you a second to pause the podcast Lick the after he says it, yeah. after Neil says it, and then see if you can guess it. Okay. All right. Go. All right. Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Oh. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid, and you'll never go wrong. Pause. Play. All right. I don't know. What? Actually, I don't know either. I've heard, I know it, but I can't. Legends think. never, never die. die. Remember, kid, heroes get remembered. Legends never die. Man, I want to say it's like like a baseball movie. Oh, it sure is. It is, but I can't. Is think. it is is it Bull Durham? No, no. That's a great flick. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kevin Costner. The rookie? Four baseball movies. It's all it's Kevin, not the Costner. Kevin Costner, like in those '90s and early like it's '90s, late '80s. Okay, what, what movie is it? It's The Sandlot. Oh, oh The Sandlot. When he's got to get the ball back, and he oh. puts on the air flyers. Oh man! And Babe Ruth visits him in his dream. <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. and he said yeah. There's there's Legend another uh, another good baseball reference from a summer movie. I think it came out maybe 10ish years ago. It's called Evil Bong. Um, <laughs> and, and a guy, a guy, he says, he says, Sam he says which, brought us, along which brought us the great Campino. <laughs> you bring us. He, he says, chicks dig the long ball. Then he makes it like a bad noise. You're like, chicks dig the long ball. And uh, that's a memorable summer <laughs> flick for me. Evil, Evil Bong. I think Tommy Chong. Chong? Chong. 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 Like, you're killing me, Smalls. And the yeah. Great Hambino to that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> one of the most quotable movies of all time. Evil Bong is quotable. One of the, like, when you learn how to chirp as a child, you learned it from the Great Hambino. Are you kidding me? I've learned from Evil Bong. Um, yeah, is there, that's what is, it was for me. Is Sandlot one of your favorite summer movies because of, of the baseball themes or just because it gives you that, like, nostalgic? It's definitely, like, a nostalgic over. Overflow mm. for sure, but it's because like shit's hilarious and like it's really and it's just about like kids hanging out in the summer, right? Just boys playing hanging face. Boys so, being boys. So was it, but then they got killed by a clown. Sure, you know. It is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally I mean, I've been told I've been told that I have to watch this movie, so I get it. Yeah. I heard the it. old one or the, the new one, one that's coming out? The old one. Oh yeah, there's a new it's one coming out. It's creepy as shit, isn't it? It's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah if man. you don't like clowns, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I've been uh, told by uh, people that I have to watch. It. <laughs> by uh, people. By uh, people. <laughs> yeah. Clowns? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, clowns. clowns. Hey. Okay, and then my other summer This is disparaging, dog. You can watch this and see how... <laughs> we got to talk about real how summer movies. How socially tepid it is. <laughs> real summer movies. I know what you did last summer. Oh. Which had the two hottest women of the 90s. Summer in it? Yeah. Well, well sure. very, I was going to say very specific summer. Sarah Michelle Gellar and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Yeah. What about Which were like the it people. I don't know if they pick? were the two. I think oh, Jennifer you picked Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hewitt. There, no. not, Jennifer Aniston was not, is not up there in Hot Women from the 90s. Oh, she is. Okay. For sure. But I'm thinking Have of. Have you ever like, seen Office Space? Yes. Yes. How yes. good looking is she? Yeah, once you wear that stupid thing at Flingers. <laughs> yeah, it's still looking oh, good. Whatever it's is that all you were watching that movie? God damn it. No, I'm just saying. Well, there's not much else. No, but I think the. When you talk about what Neil's talking about, like Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jennifer Love Hewitt, yeah, um, 
that like early two thousands, they were like a little bit younger. So it was yeah. more like when we were, yeah, like, yeah, we, we were, were like younger, out. yeah, we were totally. figuring things out. So like ten, twelve, like you look like can't hardly wait. Like fuck yeah, can't hardly wait. Great right, like movie. great movie. Like Super just throw a party nerd. and like the nerds with the jocks. It's just like so stereotypical. And like Seth Green when he was like, and it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's yes. like she's like doesn't want to be like part of the popular crew and like. Yeah. Then, oh man, and then like right? Melissa Joan Hart yes! like the class. Yes! Or, like, or, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Like what? Seth Green's on. Yeah. Like, a they just sing Paradise City. Like the nerds just like break out in a Paradise City, like in the in the party and stuff. Like fuck yeah. Man, that was a great movie. For great sure. movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Yes. Uh, at Off the Bench Cast. No, you know who emails this week. No, it was okay. We'll get no, on the horn. Two weeks in two a row. Two weeks in a row. We'll get on the horn. Someone's got to email. Someone wants a free shirt, eh? Nobody wants a freaking Ernest Renshaw shirt. <laughs> Not a William, an Ernest. An Ernest. Yeah. You guys don't deserve William. Yeah, now you get William. Now you get William. <laughs> you can all have Ernest. But if you do want to send an email, we encourage you to send emails. OTBcast at gmail.com. That's OTBCAST at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and Neil's gonna be firing up an Instagram very soon. Very soon. One day, I'm doing. I'm doing my research, boys. Yeah. You know, okay. I want to make sure oh, that hey. when we fire it up, absolutely, the people will find it easily. So, social media research. So yeah, follow. Yeah, follow us. We send don't take emails. these things lightly. Mm. And uh, until next week, boys. Anything to say? Uh, that was a lot of fun. I must admit. Shout out to William Renshaw and the whole William <laughs> Renshaw family. Yeah. Uh, if anybody has, for you. If anybody has any details on how the uh, the price of uh, Derek Jeter fruit basket was. I'd oh like yeah, to the know. sex yes. basket. E- email, yeah. email, email that, that to us. us. Yeah, absolutely. Put on our, oh, Tweet it to us. I said, should mention too, like, follow, and share both our Podbean and our Facebook pages. Download the free Podbean app so you can listen to the podcast on the go. Uh. You can download it for Android or iOS. Uh. And uh, until next week, we're back on the bench, boys. We yes. out. Right. Light is off.